Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, October 25th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Jerry Marion has played the electric organ at the Chase Park Plaza Cinema before most evening screenings for 20 years. He learned his trade from the Fox Theater's longtime organist, Stan Can. Stan gave me the, the baton to carry the tradition on for another few more generations. We want to keep it going. (laughs) St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin with a great Friday story. He explores the vanishing art form of the movie theater organ. First, the news. A new documentary on St. Louis Lambert International is not landing well with the working group considering whether to lease the airport. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, members are concerned about the association between their lead consultant and the company that produced the film. The company behind the documentary is a subsidiary of media advocacy organization Palapodis, and Travis Brown is the founder. He's also the project lead on Fly 314. That's the group of consultants hired by the city of St. Louis to consider whether to privatize the airport. Paul Payne is the head of the working group those consultants report to. This week, during their regular meeting, he expressed frustration over Brown's association. In our own consulting agreement, Travis is the principal, basically a project leader for Fly 314. So that's an issue, and I think that needs to be resolved, or otherwise we're going to have problems. Payne says he'll speak with Brown to make sure the film and the working group have a consistent message. Brown didn't immediately return a call for comment. The documentary will debut at a private screening next week. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Unionized workers at the General Motors plant in Wentzville have approved a new national contract, but a five-week strike will continue until results from throughout the country are counted. Roughly 4,000 UAW members in Wentzville have approved the deal by a wide margin. If that trend holds nationally, GM says it will pump $1.5 billion into the plant to make new mid-sized pickups. The Metropolitan St. Louis Sewer District is building a three-mile sewer line through the city of Ladue. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, the $62 million project will eliminate seven locations where sewage flows into the environment. MSD is building a large sewer to prevent the existing sewer under Ladue from being overloaded, especially during heavy rains. MSD program manager Rebecca Lowesley says the project will reduce sewage backups into people's basements and clean up local waterways. That diluted sanitary flow is a source of pollution to our creeks. The sewer line is funded by a $24 million loan from the Missouri Department of Natural Resources and a $38 million loan from the Environmental Protection Agency. The work is a part of the utility's efforts to comply with a $4.7 billion consent decree from a 2012 Clean Water Act lawsuit. Construction is expected to finish by 2024. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Residents in Hamilton Heights in North St. Louis no longer live in a food desert. One of the nation's largest discount grocery store chains opened a new store yesterday on the corner of Union and Page. Save-A-Lot Senior Vice President of Retail Operations Reed Tingey says the location is an opportunity to meet an unmet need. 
our commitment to our communities is to be that trusted grocer providing high quality products at incredibly competitive pricing. And this is an area that was underserved when it comes to having those types of opportunities and it was a perfect place for Save-A-Lot to be present. St. Anne-based Save-A-Lot now has 28 stores in the region. You have an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to this daily extravaganza known as The Gateway wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell us what you think through email, feedback at stlpublicradio.org. The Chase Park Plaza Cinema in St. Louis is an ordinary five-screen theater for the most part, but it also offers a nightly echo of the past with the music of house organist Jerry Marion. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Marion is preserving a fading tradition, and this weekend, he gets his turn in the spotlight. On a Thursday night at the Chase Park Plaza Cinema, folks are lining up to buy movie tickets, soda, candy. Under the sound of popcorn popping, you can hear something else, too. Live organ music leaking through the door of Theater 3. Jerry Marion here. I'm the organist. Been here going on 20 years. It's something part of my life. (laughs) I just love doing. Before most evening screenings, the bright-eyed 70-year-old sits by the screen and plays his electric con organ for about 20 minutes. It's a throwback to decades past, when pre-show organists were a regular attraction at grand old movie palaces like the Fox Theater. That's where Marion fell in love with this world. It was 1961, he was 11 years old, and his dad took him to a Saturday matinee. The movie was good, but the organist made the bigger impression. That was it. I knew right then and there that uh, that was my vocation. I had told my dad that someday I would love to play just exactly like Stan, which I did. Stan was the late Stan Can, longtime organist at the Fox and all-around media personality. Can was a frequent guest on The Tonight Show. Would you welcome from St. Louis, Mr. Stan Can. Stan? Where he showed Johnny Carson how to work his collection of old manual vacuum cleaners. This is a two-man operation. Now, in order to make this work... You want me to pump? Yeah, you must get a hold of the handle. All right. Can's showmanship inspired Marion, who later interned under him at the Fox and sometimes filled in at the organ for his mentor. Can also taught him the ins and outs of scoring a silent movie on the organ. There are rules which have been handed down from one theater organist to another. By music, he was speaking to the crowd. Different scenes meant different emotions in the music, but it had to been something original. Nothing kind of, oh, I'll play something like the William Tell Overture. You cannot do that. You cannot, you have to be original. That's how I was taught. Marion will put his training to work this weekend when he'll perform his original score to the 1925 silent classic, The Phantom of the Opera. On a recent morning, he sat in an otherwise empty theater rehearsing as the film played. It's near the end, and the mysterious phantom is in the catacombs beneath the Paris Opera House. A mob of angry men is running around, trying to find him. Trying to to get out of this cave. Here's the phantom. The melodramatic story wraps up and Marion plays to the end of the credits. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. Oh, oh, 
Oh, it is. It is. And it, it just adds so much more to the whole whole thing. Well, you look delighted to be doing this. Oh, I, I am the very delightful. It, well, you're delightful too, but you look delighted. I am. <laughs> that I am. On a typical evening at the chase, when he's not scoring a full movie, Marion finishes his pre-show performance and then helps out in the lobby, stepping in to tear tickets or sweep up Joining spilled popcorn. This evening, you'll be in theater too. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> he offers departing audience members candy on a silver tray. He's a throwback, and he knows it. And as much as he enjoys his job, he is serious about preserving a vanishing art form. Stan gave me the, the baton to carry the tradition on for another few more generations. We want to keep it going. <laughs> After The Phantom, Marion will take the spotlight again in December, playing along to the 1923 film A Christmas Carol. And he'll continue playing pre-show sets before the feature most nights as an orchestra of one. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Follow me on Twitter, at Wayne Radio. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.